whispering grass don't tell the trees cause the trees don't need to Now I am. I'd like to call to order the meeting of the Public Engagement Commission of the City of Goleta for February 21st, 2024 to order. And I think we should start with the Pledge of Allegiance. Please stand. Do we have any public comment? If anyone wishes to speak to an item on the agenda, please use the raise hand icon and I will call on you. Chair Paz, it does not look like we have any public forum at the moment. Thank you. We move on to uh, item A, consent calendar. Approval of the Public Engagement Commission meeting minutes for October 18th, 2023. We have a motion. I second. First and a second. Um, I think we need roll call, right? Thank you. Commissioners, please remember to speak into your mics. Commissioner Amaregi. Present. Commissioner Klein Rothschild. Approved. Commissioner Uribe? Oh. Commissioner Ibarra? Aye. Uh, Youth Commissioner Avila Ruiz? Present. Vice Chair Schneider? Approve. And Chair Paz? Approve. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, next item is a presentation Spanish language interpretation at City Council members. Uh, Ms. Lopez. Um, our I'll start over. <laughs> Thank you, Chair Paz, and welcome to all of our public engagement commissioners and to everybody watching at home. Uh, I am Kelly Hoover, the Community Relations Manager, and it is my pleasure to uh, introduce uh, our city clerk, Deborah Lopez, who's been with the city for 20 years, uh, celebrating 20 years with us, so that is very special. And I just, before I, uh, we get started with her presentation, uh, I wanted to just chime in that this is very exciting that we are bringing this item to you all tonight. Uh, it's a special moment in the city's history. We just turned 22 years old on February 2nd, and we are at a point now where we are looking at moving towards Spanish translation at city council meetings. So it's a very special moment, again, in the city's history and we're excited to discuss it with a group that we know is would be very interested in this topic. So with that, I will turn it over to our city clerk. Well, good evening, chair and commissioners. As Kelly mentioned, we are talking about Spanish interpretation at city council meetings tonight. And as you recall, we were here last year to provide some updates for city boards and commissions. And since that time, those updates have been adopted by the council. 
Now, part of the reason I mentioned that is because part of the updates for this commission was to establish the Public Engagement Commission as a regular commission and to update the commission's responsibilities. <clears throat> for example, and this is not all, just for example, this commission has the responsibility to advise the city council and staff on public engagement matters, including how to ensure that all residents are invited to engage with city government and to provide recommendations to address opportunities and ways to improve public outreach and increase public engagement, including participation in public meetings, hence interpretation of public meetings, council meetings. So to provide you with some background, over the last few years, other cities have moved to provide varied levels of interpretation services that fit their demographics for council meetings. Here at the city of Goleta, um, although we have not provided those services at all council meetings, staff has made a concerted effort to provide Spanish interpretation services for some occasions. Um, most recently, <clears throat> uh, we use interpretation, we, Kelly, use interpretation services for the LEAD, the Learn, Empower, Advocate, Discuss Academy, where several Spanish-speaking participants, participants uh, completed those courses. That was in 2023 and in 2024. Also in 2023, um, we did provide uh, interpretation services for a joint city council planning commission workshops. That was for like the city's housing element. So we had several workshops that we did provide those services. Didn't have any takers, but we did provide the services. And then in 2021, as we, you all remember, well, some of you will remember, because uh, you helped us do some outreach for the district uh, elections, the draw, map drawing, uh, we did provide interpretation services for those workshops as well, as well. So while the city has used interpretation services at public meetings in the past or workshops, the city does not regularly provide these services. So now to ensure Spanish-speaking residents are able to participate in the decision-making process, particularly those which directly affect them, you know, we're asking that the commission um, take a look at this, provide us some input how to best promote the new service, and ensure the Spanish-speaking population knows it exists and how it works. You know, this will help to increase transparency, engagement, and understanding among Spanish-speaking residents and enable active participation in the decision-making process. So, oh, along with that, you know, we also intend to um, interpret the agendas into Spanish as well. <clears throat> Now, that's just the agendas, okay? So, staff's thinking about, we'll, in, we'll monitor the demand for these services over the six-month period after the service starts. Um, that's gonna help us determine whether offering these services will help to increase participation at the council meetings. And it'll also help us to identify any challenges because we've been speaking with other cities. You know, what do they do? There's a number of things that they do. Uh, we're going to go with the interpretation service and see how it works, see what's going on, see, um, identify, like I said, any of those challenges, and then provide an assessment back to this commission. So um, that's my presentation, and we'd love to hear from you all. Please use your uh, request to speak button. We'll go in that order. Ms. Schneider. Okay, um, I, I read your report earlier today, and I have a number of questions. Um, not so much concerns, I think it's a great idea, but questions about um, 
how we have implemented or not, and then what we're trying to do data collection-wise in the next six months. So um, I have been at a number of events that had uh, Spanish interpreters available, and very often they had nobody to interpret for. But I think that one of the things that would be useful to know going forward were what were those events at which there were, I mean, this is a good set of examples here, but what were those events which we had, that the city had, at which the interpreters actually got used? Because I think there's, there was a little confusion in the memo from my point of view between the question of interest in something versus availability of a service. And so I can recall um, Spanish language interpreters, um, particularly Viviana, being very, um, very present and working very hard at one of the State of the City events that comes to mind. Um, she also was there for my district, um, my district council members um, meeting with the community members. And community members did come that wanted the services. So to, for me, it would be helpful to see a little bit of data collection on what we have done, okay? Um, so that we can sort of see what else there is. Because this is very focused on city council, and of course it raises the question of why city council, why not public engagement commission, maybe the public engagement commission ought to have a meeting with people who might be, want to be publicly engaged um, and have some kind of something there. So there's that. So why only the city council and the data? And then, I think it's a great idea to collect data for the next, the next um, period of time. I would really want to know um, not only those things that the city was offering and that the council might offer, but what the council members are offering in their districts. Because it may prove, this is a question of interest versus accessibility. It's one thing to tell people you've got something, but what are, what are they coming to? Maybe they're more likely to come to a, a district discussion about a park or housing or something than simply the city council, which seems pretty damn imposing um, and very hard to sit through. So there, there might be some questions about how we use the interpret, interpretation um, business. I think I like the six-month trial run. Um, I know that this is a question that we don't, we probably don't have a good answer to, but has anybody ever requested language interpretation in a language other than Spanish? Um, I'm just curious because there was a presumption here. We have 39% Spanish-speaking in the home um, uh, residents, and. Um, but there was a presumption that everybody was speaking Spanish in the home, right? And that's not necessarily so because we have certainly neighbors who speak Chinese and Thai and um, other languages. So again, this is that's a question for down the road because really we should be dealing with the, the key focus in terms of the population. Um, but it is a question I would raise too just while we're raising questions. Um, I think that's everything I could think of this afternoon. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Rebar. 
Uh, I think uh, one of the things that I am focused on, and I think uh, we should continue to inform the public during this six-month period that indeed there are these services available. Um, I, I think in outreach, I think it's something that uh, we should continue to uh, focus on. I think the information we provide in English and in Spanish, in particular, uh, I've noticed individuals at the meetings that speak Spanish are encouraging other members of the community that, that might have difficulty with English. They know English, but they feel uncomfortable. So, so I believe during that six-month period, I'd like to also see if, when we do the outreach, uh, what the results are, what uh, the types of outreach will we be doing. Will it be mentioned at any meeting? Will it be something that when we have the opportunity to address the community, will it be at the city council meetings, whatever, when you do outreach, if we could tell folks and inform, it's information we provide, we do have uh, Spanish-speaking translation available. Another thing in addition to that is something that you brought up. Are there other communities with, uh, that would need translation? Uh, is there any information that be, would become available to us as far as other communities that might need translation? Because I, I think it, it would be fair. So, those, but I'm happy that we're going this direction. Thank you. I have a quick comment, a couple of quick comments. Uh, one is, yes, I would I agree with Commissioner Ibarra in terms of um, outreach and the need to do outreach in the community a, a little more, especially if something is going to be available for the first time, um, letting the community know that that is available to them. And the second thing, I'm, I'm curious, uh, given the staff report, is to if whether any of those contacts you had at any other other cities, if there was any challenges providing on-demand versus maybe availability uh, on a regular basis, on a more regular basis, not necessarily on-demand. Because I, I noticed that um, at least in some uh, locales, there is a much more regular sort of occurrence of uh, interpretation. I wonder if one is better than the other. And I, I noticed that um, the city of Santa Barbara has sort of a different way of approaching it as well, um, and whether even that is a better option, so to speak, um, if there is one. Ms. Klein Rothschild. Thank you. Uh, first, I wanted to say I appreciate that the efforts are to increase engagement, and that's the whole purpose of the commission, and one of the things I know the cities work very hard to do. For me, assessing usage is an important part of that. I have some other thoughts, so I've been meeting with people in the community, and I hear there are concerns, there's misinformation about what is happening, why it's happening, uh, particularly in my realm, I hear it about public works, I hear it about housing, there are a lot of things going on, and I'm not sure that coming to a city council meeting or listening to a city council meeting is where those concerns will be addressed. So I wonder if there are different modes, maybe meetings in districts, smaller meetings, where there's a specific topic of, of interest, there's information provided, and there's a time to have a dialogue. I think that's what I'm hearing people want and need. So people who have something specific on a city council agenda may come to that meeting, but many people are missing 
key information. I see it on social media on Nextdoor. I talk to meet people in meetings about it. And I think they're frustrated because they don't have accurate information. And you put out a lot of information. Kudos for all the communication you put out. But I think part of it is they need some time to sit and talk to somebody to better understand. Why are we doing this? What's behind this? How are decisions made? When can I have input on this? Um, there was a recent meeting uh, regarding Glen Annie in which that was discussed. So I, I am in agreement with the effort to have Spanish translation. I just wonder if you might think about where is it most needed? You had the community coffee. I wasn't present. I don't know if there was a, a good turnout, but I do know that some people have a need and desire to have more of that interaction to gain a deeper understanding than to make the commitment and, and better engage with the city. Those are my thoughts. Mr. Amoraji. I think it's, uh, this is great, you know, um, the effort to uh, involve, um, to resolve the communication and involve uh, greater communication with the Spanish-speaking uh, population. I'm hoping that um, with all the great information that comes out of, uh, that you put out, that we maybe should identify some, um, because most of our, um, Spanish-speaking uh, residents are, are hardworking. They are entrepreneurs, you know, everywhere, you know. So, and they have uh, congregation points. You know, there are spe specific events that they put on. I think maybe when maybe we, the commissioners or someone from the staff, can be at that meeting and get the calendar to uh, present uh, or say something about. Uh, the city is moving towards uh, having uh, translations in this kind of millions. So the point would be to identify what their hot points are, you know, in an informal, uh, not very formal session, you know, one-on-one -on -one to see what will uh, enable somebody to um, take time <laughs> to participate long. The city council meeting or any of the other meetings that we that we put up, I think also if uh, so having some display at some businesses that will just say invite them to some specific events. You know, if we don't already have that, you know, that will be there on a permanent basis. You know, can be updated. Uh, that will be um, that will be useful. Then having uh, these lead persons. Um, or contacts in the businesses you know, that will always talk on an on uh, informal basis with you know Spanish um, residents about opportunities, plenty of opportunities with the uh, city. That will also um, because they are busy. The the signs of some of them don't read. I you know I I I speak to a lot of them. My Spanish is terrible, but <laughs> and. Uh, I think um, there will be, the, I think everyone is happy, the one I spoke to, are uh, getting some more confidence with uh, how our city is responding to our Spanish community. I think this is like a blueprint for 
approaching, like I say, the Filipinos, the Vietnamese later on, you know. But uh, I think this one is uh, it is great. It's, uh, it's fabulous. We need to identify the interest, and then we have to uh, communicate this in some specific businesses points within the city where they congregate, maybe at the restaurant mostly, you know, or at the maybe uh, someone at some big job site like the one at UCSB, you know, which is mostly Hispanic. Um, at this point, I think that's my comment. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Ms. Avila Ruiz. Um, so I think it's really great what you all are doing. And I've, I've reviewed the website before, and I've seen those in English and Spanish. So I think this is only like uh, another great stepping stone to adding to that. So I think it's important to continue promoting on social media, both Spanish and English. But as far as promoting the idea of now of offering Spanish interpretation, I think a good way to um, promote that would be to go directly maybe to schools, you know, connecting where, because um, schools are di diverse meeting points where parents drop off their children um, and truly finding um, concerns that they have and working on a common goal together just to attract more attention. And, you know, who knows, maybe also going to uh, local Spanish-speaking businesses, going to places that they feel comfortable with and just getting the idea started there. I think those would be good ways to promote it. And I think this is great. I think this is truly, uh, we could only see this as a beginning of bringing more interpretation. Thank you. Mr. Banner. There was one of the things that, that were brought up as far as focusing for information. One of the things that I'll be looking at and later on the future agenda items, one of the things I have heard, especially in the Spanish-speaking community, is uh, regarding a hub, an informa a place where, where uh, people would get the information. And one of the places that keeps on coming that there's some doubt if it's still functioning or not is the Galita Valley Community Center. Some of the folks think, believe it or not, that either it's in the process of probably having part of it demolished, that there's uncertainty uh, of what's, what, it's, what occurs there, if there's classes. I know they do food distribution, uh, which I'm, I'm happy to see, but I think there seems to be some confusion in the community of the role of the community center, if it's still functioning, or what are the plans for it? So uh, that's one of the... Uh, the other thing that I did listen at, at, at uh, in, in Spanish was the uh, at one of the meetings talking to some folks, and I've heard this is uh, the district elections information getting that out in Spanish because people are still uncertain what the district elections are, when they're going to vote, and what what is the process for that. So I think that's another. Uh, uh, area that we can inform people, put the information out there. And then finally, pedestrian safety, traffic. People are concerned that uh, they might have an accident. I, and I did hear the city council meeting parts of it last night uh, regarding the traffic safety. But there's a feeling that it's just not safe to walk to school, to because uh, I see the, the, uh, the students go uh, to those Pueblos High School, I also see them at other locations. And there's some also fear of, uh, are the police enforcing the rules? 
what is the process? What are the laws that's, that are being enforced? What laws aren't being enforced? So I think there's, there's a lot that we can do, not only in the, Eng the English-speaking community, but Spanish-speaking community, uh, to give them that information. One other point that kind of occurred to me as I was listening to all of the fellow commissioners, um, because we did this or suggested this previously um, as a commission when we were doing um, work around the, um, getting input for, for the districts, is going out to the various constituency or stakeholder groups, almost looking at our website, because the website is, is built almost in that same manner of, you know, you need to access the website for businesses right here to go play as people, as citizens, right? So maybe thinking about partitioning um, outreach, um, gathering a little more information based on each of those constituencies, because they will all show up to a city council meeting depending on what's, the, what's on the agenda, right? Some people will show up as citizens. Some people will, will show up as small business owners. Some people will show up because you know, they're interested in um, what the city's going to be doing um, around a nonprofit issue or, or what have you. So it might be interesting to kind of outreach to the various parts of our community in that regard as well. Any other comments, commissioners? Oh, yes, Ms. Schneider. Use your mic. I'm listening to um, the various things my colleagues have said, and there it strikes me that there really is an effort afoot here to try to figure out where the impact might be greatest, at what level. Mm -hmm. um, and because some of the concerns that, that we've all raised really, really are sort of district concerns or sort of neighborhood concerns. Some of them are really, you know, people are upset about the planning commission and the housing plans, but they're not necessarily going to the city council about that. They're holding meetings in the, in the library. Um, there's a whole host of things going on, um, and some of that is Spanish speakers and some of that is not. But there's a, a, a local level um, that may be really important if one of the goals is really to increase participation over time, then there might be a process through which people may need to go in order to feel like, okay, I can get hurt, hurt here, then I'll go to city council or something like that. I mean, and I think that um, Mr. Martinez knows something about what people are, are concerned with um, when we do the, the Sunday, Sunday at the, at the uh, farmer's market, and people have a variety of different concerns that not, are not necessarily what you might bring to city council. So I don't know how we want to spend our money if we want to do it all, but I mean, there's a, there are a host of different levels of this. And again, it might be useful, I don't know if it's been done, to actually talk to the city council people in some sort of format um, or a survey and basically ask them, have you, have you had district meetings, which I assume everybody has had, who comes to them, did you need a translator? Because that may be a different, a more uh, productive level of engagement for people who have questions and concerns, and it may also result in people feeling more empowered at the end than going to a city council meeting. That, yeah. Thank you. Ms. klein Rothschild. Thank you. I know the agenda item you brought today is about 
Spanish translation for city council meetings. And we've had some conversation about are there places where we think even more Spanish translation and more engagement might be helpful. And as a public engagement commission, we're trying to help the city look at that engagement. So I, I offer that we are alternatives, that maybe we have meetings, that maybe we come and we are coming to listen to the residents and have a Spanish speaker with us to help understand what some of the issues are and give people an avenue to communicate. There's certainly elected meetings, elected official meetings. There's certainly coffees, lots of things. I, I see a, an opportunity to use this commission that you've created and for us to begin more of a dialogue versus just sharing information one way. So it's something to think about. Any final comments, commissioners? Uh, I hope we can set up a process, or maybe it exists already, for filtering all the input that you are going to get. Because from the suggestions that put forth, there will be you know raw data coming in, and so maybe we can uh, put them in categories, you know, for uh, and how that can be applied to the monitoring. We're going to do over the next year. Thank you. Thank you. I did have a couple of uh, comments because I heard some, I heard some keywords, and I grabbed those down along with your comments. I'm sure Kelly did too. But you know, you're right. This is a new territory. I've heard you say that. I've heard you talk about, you know, topics. They're topic driven, and that's true of any meeting that anybody, any body has. And I heard you talk about process, key interests. You know, of course, uh, I heard you talk about, you know, district meetings out in our city. Right now, as a reminder, we have districts representing one and two. At our next elections, we'll have districts uh, that'll be representing three and four after the election. So right now, we have one and two, not yet three and four. But we did take a lot of information down, um, a lot of helpful information, a lot of good feedback from you all. And we'll go back. And like I said, it's a new territory. We're learning from other cities that are doing combinations of interpretation, of simulcast, of all these different things. Right now we're talking interpretation. So we'll go back. Um, we'll see. We'll, we'll capture what's going on, how it's going on, what's working, what's not working, and we'll come back to this commission. And we'll take in some of the uh, key points that you gave to us as well. Thank you. I just want to say thank you all for this incredible insight and feedback. Uh, I have a whole page of notes here from you all. Um, a couple of things I don't want to ramble on, but a couple of things I just wanted to uh, discuss is uh, we were really inspired and encouraged by Lead Galita Academy. Uh, we just had our graduation on February 15th. We had 31 participants, six of those Spanish speakers. Uh, it was incredible. Um, they very engaged and, and interested in everything and asked a ton of questions and felt very connected to the city and I feel think feel now very comfortable coming back and being involved. And that was our second bilingual academy and in the first one we saw the same thing. So it's really encouraging and inspiring as what could happen with uh, the Spanish city council, Spanish translation at city council meetings. The other events that we've done are the Cafe y Comunidad meetings. Uh, the very first one that we held in Old Town, it was incredible, the number of headsets that were used and people that showed up. Viviana commented to me that she was like, look at this. Mm -hmm. uh, 
so I think, and then we've had some coffee in communities where maybe we haven't had as, as many people take advantage of the headsets. But we are continuing to see people that are. And I think it's, we're starting to get the word out that we care about this and that we want the participation. We have a Spanish engagement specialist now. Everything, all of our press releases are translated into Spanish. And you all know and hopefully the people at home, you see the signs throughout town in Spanish, mm -hmm. and the A-frames and the light post banners, and the videos, just everything that we're doing. So we've been making steps towards this. And I think a big part of it will be in how it is promoted. And also, you know, to truly, it's one thing to invite people to come, it's another thing for them to feel comfortable coming. And so it's really in how you're writing the information. Uh, one thing that we do is letting people know about what's on the agenda for council meetings. So if they're going to have the agenda in Spanish, then we're going to be letting them know, which we already do, uh, what's, what's happening at the council meetings. And really just everything we do, just making sure that we're working with our Spanish stakeholders and we're getting the information out, heavily promoting that it is uh, a service that is being offered. Um, and then one other thing I did want to say is uh, you talked about what about the other languages. Mm -hmm. I think we just have to start somewhere. Right. And so this is where we're at now. And you know, it all depends on budget as to how to promote and how much you can promote. But as you know, we have a lot of um, platforms that we automatically can use. Thank you. Oh, and, the, and one more comment. You talked about the Glida Community Center. Uh, so, and just about different con confusing topics maybe out in the public that need clarification. Uh, thank you for bringing that to our attention. Please always do. Uh, the Glida Community Center um, does have a, a soft opening. There are, there are things going on at the Glida, commu Glida Community Center, uh, but the actual ribbon cutting and the grand reopening is in April, and we will be... Uh, talking about that a lot coming up. Thank you. I think we can move to item B2, selection of the chair and vice chair for the next year. Okay, so. that's me again. So, hello, chair and commissioners. So we're here now to uh, determine who's going to be chair and vice chair. We've done this before, so I just want to walk you through the process in case we have any new members, and I believe we do. So what we do is we ask for a nomination for a chair. It does not require a second. We'll ask the clerk to do a roll call vote. Um, and then we'll go on to the nomi nomination for the vice chair. Uh, sometimes there's more than one nomination. We'll take them as it comes. Um, so let me just go start off with the process. If I could ask for a nomination for the chair. I'm sorry, may I ask a, a clarifying question? You sure can. Are there any commissioners that are due to move, roll off the, the commission in the next year? Um, we have a couple of terms uh, we talked earlier. It's uh, commissions, board members, any of our agencies are board members. They serve until we refill the position. At this time, we're not clear whether somebody's going to be taken off, reappointed, we just don't know that right now. So I wouldn't let that hinder what you have. 
Well, I would like to um, nominate Pedro Paz to continue as chair. Do I have any other nominations? Well, let me first ask, um, Chair Paz, are you uh, accepting that nomination? I'm, I'm happy to do it again for another year. Yes. But after next year, I think someone else needs to take this role. Do I have any other nominations for a chair? Hearing none, if we can go ahead and do a roll call vote. All right. <clears throat> Commissioners, please remember to speak into your mic. Commissioner Amaregi. Approved. Commissioner Klein Rothschild. Aye. Commissioner Ibarra. Aye. Aye. Youth Commissioner Avila Ruiz. Aye. Vice Chair Schneider. Aye. And Chair Paz. Aye. Thank you. Okay, you know the process. Now we're going to do this for the Vice Chair. Do we have a nomination for the Vice Chair? I like. I would like to nominate Beth Snyder. Do we have any other nominations for the vice chair? Okay, hearing none, if we can do a roll call vote. Commissioners, please remember to speak into your mics. Commissioner Amaregi. Approved. Commissioner Klein Rothschild. Aye. Commissioner Ivara. Aye. Youth Commissioner Avila Ruiz. Aye. Vice Chair Schneider. Aye. And Chair Paz. Aye. Thank you. I'd be remiss if I didn't check on one thing. Just wanted to make sure we did not have any public comment, and we do not. Thank you. Um, with that, I think we're done with this item. We move to item C, the director's report. Thank you, Chair Paz. I do have a couple um, items to report on. As I mentioned, the Lead Belita Academy just wrapped up. The video highlighting the six weeks is coming out next week along with a photo album, and I hope you all will watch it. Everyone at home watching, please watch it as well. It really does show how much great learning this group had and the bonding that they had over the course of six weeks. I will tell you this class was very special. They uh, came in the very first day, were very social, were talking to each other uh, from the moment. They, they really, it was almost a networking thing. Everybody was getting to know each other. Uh, they planned to continue to get together <laughs> afterwards. And every single class that we had went over because nobody really wanted to leave. It was just great questions, a lot of information, uh, I, I think you can tell when people are interested and you would look out and everybody seemed very engaged the entire time, no matter what the topic was. So it was just a, a, a great experience, um, and I hope you will watch the video. Also, I wanted to let you know that we had our coffee and community uh, also um, on February 3rd. It was at Brandon School, and it um, was an opportunity, like you all were mentioning, where people felt comfortable coming um, to their neighborhood and asking questions. That was another one where it was supposed to end at 11 and everyone's still asking questions and we're there, it's going on 11.30. So we definitely have a community, as you all know, that um, cares and really uh, wants to know what's happening. So we're seeing that continually, continually with our events. Which brings me to the final 
thing I would like to talk to you about is we have a lot of things coming up. So you need to mark your calendars for some uh, exciting milestones ahead for the city. Uh, we have the groundbreaking for Project Connect coming up on March, 11, March 18th, I'm sorry, at 11 a.m. And you'll be getting lots of outreach on this if you aren't able to write it down. Uh, it will be in Old Town, and we're sending information out on that this week. We also have on April the 4th at 10 a.m., the Glita Community Center ribbon cutting is scheduled. And then April 10th, we hope to see every single one of you at the Goleta Community State of the City. It will be at the Goleta Community Center. It will be from 5 to 7. And as you know, that is the biggest night of the year for the city. It's where we really get to showcase all the things that have happened and that are coming up. And it's just a, a great night to also ask questions and learn as well. So please spread the word about those events. Thank you. I think we are at the end of our agenda. Um, any other future items or, um, that you want to discuss, Commissioner? I don't know. Uh, it, it, thank you for giving us the dates on the um, ribbon cutting. Uh, just an update uh, further what's, uh, at what stage we're at with the community center, um, what future plans, what other projects within the community center. Just an update would be would, would be or, nice. Or if there's a way to get that information. To yeah, or, or where how we can put the information out. As I went back, as I previously said, how, how to get the information out and how we can use that center as a hub of information. That's because all the way from doing the food distribution, I can, I can see the center itself uh, being that center that would put up information uh, information about the, the projects that the city of Goleta and, and individuals in the city itself are participating in. Also, uh, if we could, I don't know how to phrase this as an agenda item, but if we can get information and uh, regarding traffic safety, uh, I keep on hearing um, concerns about traffic and about traffic enforcement. We have parking enforcement uh, that people can see, but uh, there's an uneasiness in the community that I can sense and I see and I hear about uh, traffic laws not being enforced. So I don't know how would I put that as an agenda item if we can get an update and again how we could put the information out there that yes, uh, the city of Goleta and uh, the police, uh, the, the police department or the sheriffs are indeed going out there and enforcing the law. Just, I don't know how to phrase that as, a, as an agenda item. Yeah, I don't know if that's in our peer view or we can just receive a, just a, a piece of information or point us in the right direction of um, giving us, or oh, at least some of the commissioners. That oh, and then the final one, uh, again, I had previously mentioned it, but also the district election information. How's that, how are we gonna approach that? Anyway, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Ibarra, I just want to let you know that it, it's interesting that you brought up the Goleta Community Center and a future agenda item because we were discussing having uh, Joanne Plummer, Parks and Recreation Manager, uh, present to you on the very topic that you're asking about. And then please keep continuing. If you're hearing something out in the community, 
something that is concerning people or questions, please always just let us know. I appreciate that. Mr. Amoroji. Mike. Uh, this is a little different. Um, is, do we have, um, I don't know if it's within our purview, do we have a way of um, facilitating like small job networking because we have uh, um, many of us Spanish new, new arrivals or those who moved from other cities over here and then some of our residents that need some things done. Do we have any kind of, is there a way the city can sort of like put some networking together so our residents can get the help they need, on the, you know, and people who want to be able to do some job, the, the place to go to, is that possible? I think that would be a question for staff to kind of follow up on, but not necessarily our purview. Um, yes. Ms. Schneider. I have a question, um, or I, also I'm having trouble figuring out the best way to have it become an agenda item. But I am, I'm gonna watch the video about the Weed Academy, but what I really wanna know is what those people really wanna do and be, and how to sustain or sustain their interest and or integrate them into um, the commission structure or the city structure, in some sort of way, keep people active. That might, that might be an item that we can discuss. Right. That is. Yeah. Uh, that would be really helpful to know. Yeah. Because if you already have a bunch of engaged people, mm -hmm. um, as it seems has been true for the last several years, then where are it? What do we want to? What do we want to know? I mean, if they're engaged, we want to know about them. Um, we want to know what they what they are doing, what they can do, um, what they're thinking about doing. I think it'd be very useful for us to be thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I have one thing. Go ahead. Yes. I I think it goes back to what what was said about the uh, misinformation. If if we can continue to address these items and put information out there, there'll be less information, less frustration. Uh, because then people will, would understand that it's not the city against them. It's that that's just the process that's occurring. Uh, and I think that would really help. Yeah. Thank you. No other comments? I think we can adjourn for today. Thank you. Thanks, everyone.